Welcome to the WIP Comics Podcast, I'm Joe. WIP stands for Work in Progress, and here I talk to comic creators about the projects that they are currently working on, and hopefully get some insight into their creative process. With any luck, we will say some wise and thought-provoking things which would be useful for anyone else who is interested in making comics. For this episode, I spoke with Chloe Starling, who just released her first comic, The Promise, last year. We spoke about getting started, finding the confidence to make that first comic, and passing knowledge on to others. Hi. You're right. I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? Okay. Um, going a little bit loopy, but okay. <laughs> We're all going a little bit loopy, slightly. <laughs> a little bit, uh, such is the way of the world. Um, but yeah, my first question is: What are you working on at the minute? Um, so I'm currently working on a few little things. I'm doing some stuff about kind of my childhood, about growing up. Uh, doing orienteering, which is a, a sport where you na- navigate through the countryside, which I was kind of terrible at. So it's kind of a, a little look into that. But it's it's a, a nice little look into kind of an appreciation of nature and British holidays, which I didn't necessarily appreciate that much when I was younger. <laughs> so, yeah. You've experimented a little bit with like autobiographical stuff in the past, right? But what is it that makes you kind of want to dive down that that route more? Uh, I've got to admit, the the orienteering one kind of um, appealed because it's a little bit more lighthearted, mm. and I feel like every time I do something that's slightly autobiographical, it's it's a little bit like sad. <laughs> so <laughs> so think, um, yeah. yeah. A little bit um, more lighthearted and, and especially something to cheer me up at the moment, um, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's important to get those little moments of things that cheer you up in this current mm-hmm. situation, I think. Um, yeah. And it's it's a nice way of connecting with my parents as well, because hmm. they didn't necessarily understand the comic thing. Um, so I can kind of chat to them and get their perspective on, you know, orienteering holidays and yeah, nice. growing up and stuff. And so I can get them involved as well, which is yeah. good. I think I think it's, it's definitely really nice to kind of do an autobiographical comic about kind of nice childhood memory. I think yeah, mm-hmm. for the most part, most autobiographical comics in general do tend to kind of head more towards the negative things. I guess there's just more of a dramatic narrative to a lot of those, so I, I can understand why. But yeah, I think it's really nice to be able to kind of balance it out with some more lighthearted stuff. Sounds good. Yeah. So you. I kind of wanted to talk to you mostly about just making comics in general. So you've 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 not been making comics for a huge amount of time, right? No, not at all. <laughs> I think you you released your first comic that is available to buy now. Um, <laughs> you released that was it like the end of last year? Um, yeah, so that was released. Yeah, quite late last year. Um, I had a few selling at Catford uh, uh, yeah. Fair, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it was like a twelve-page um, kind of short fairy tale comic. Um, it's weird looking back on it now because now I I, I had a, a ladies do comics review and now I can see all the faults in it. <laughs> I think yeah, pleasant, but um, no, one, no one likes looking back at that old work. It's always that. <laughs> as soon as you move on, I, I once actually got told uh, some wise advice of like an artist should never be happy with their previous piece of work because if you ever get to the point when you're happy with it, then you you aren't trying to make the next one an improvement or make it any better. So I think it's actually it's pretty healthy to. Mm. Uh, to, to be like not quite fully satisfied with what you've done There's, there should always be a sort of drive to just keep on moving forward and I think yeah that's, that's completely fine 
Yeah, so, and it was, yeah. Um, no, I was just going to say it was um, it was a good experience, and um, yeah, definitely doing less pages was was a good idea. Yeah. Um, so, so this was your first comic you've made. How, how did you kind of find the general experience of making it in terms of from starting starting from from scratch? Because you didn't really have any experience of making any comics before this. I'd only done like a four page, like a little tiny print myself comic um before that and this was like a fully printed by someone else comic um yeah so so with the process of going through that did you find it easier than you thought it was going to be was it more difficult than you thought were there things that you kind of hadn't expected that you would have to think about i i think in terms of um kind of choosing the medium and how long things are going to take um and kind of also finding about how i plan and um create things myself because I think before you everyone um plans their own comics in a different way and everyone gives out advice but you know that advice might be good for you it might not be and it's all about finding out what's good for you yeah um so you know I found out that I'm not a very good planner (laughs) or I, I kind of um I have a tendency of um kind of needing to just start and then I'll just start making up as I go Um, and and kind of then planning as I go along. And I also realised, because the comic was done in coloured pencil, I realised that's that's a difficult medium (laughs) to uh, to do a comic in. uh, It took a a while. And so it's kind of like, it's all that process and finding out the style as well, what kind of style you're going to use. I used a limited palette in the comic because I... knew that well for one because I, I was using the colored pencils I knew I would probably want to use limited palette you've only got um, so many colored pencils I guess yeah <laughs> but uh yeah and and I found that a good experience because I realized I quite like color but um you know you know using using that as well so I think that first comic is is a really good kind of just way of learning your own process no, no, I think I think absolutely there's I mean, I'm sure I've said before many times, probably even on previous episodes of this podcast, that there's no like one set way to make comics. I think there's no particular rules or anything that you need to follow. It's very much about finding your own personal way towards doing it. Um, so yeah, which I think, is, again, it's a natural part of the development of any idea of yeah. you start doing it, you're not quite going to know how it goes. Mm. And the, the definitely the biggest part, I think, was the confidence as well. Mm. It's just having that comic and thinking I've done this comic <laughs> like I've achieved this this kind of 12 page yeah thing kind of makes sense um yeah and and people can buy it <laughs> it's like nice yeah they, they can um, and they should uh, it's <laughs> yeah um and it's it's yeah it's just really nice to do and and such confidence booster yeah i think that first time you have when you get a, a print back from a printer's like a, a finished mm-hmm. book that kind of just the satisfied feeling even though like we said earlier now that you look back on it and you see all the mistakes that first moment when you when you like open the yeah. box and you get all your prints out it's like a, this is something that i made it's actually like a physical item now not just an idea in my head anymore it's a really nice feeling um in terms of the confidence do you think that the trying to find the confidence to actually get started in the first place was difficult because I think it's a pretty common thing people that I've spoken to like one of the things that holds them back is kind of thinking that their idea isn't necessarily worthy to be made into a comic Mm, yeah and the confidence barrier has been a big thing for me so um when I first came to to the whip group 
I never intended to draw anything because I thought, oh, I can't draw. I can't do that. Um, even though um, I, you know, I used to draw when I was younger and, and I kind of just stopped doing it because I, I just lost confidence. Um, and, you know, going, going to WIP and then kind of building up that confidence and really realising, oh, I can actually draw ish <laughs> and kind of just working on it um and yeah building up that confidence um it's definitely a barrier for a lot of people and yeah. um i think kind of the biggest thing to break that barrier is just talking to other people because then you realize that everyone's under confidence <laughs> stuff. it's very <laughs> true yeah, when, when i released my first comic i also kind of had no intention of actually making it into a comic i literally drew a little it was a one-page thing uh, that I mostly just drew for my own personal amusement. And I thought I just put it up on social media as a kind of, oh, look, I drew a thing with no real thought about what that would ever lead to. And people said lots of nice things about it. And I, I didn't put it out there with any intention of trying to get positive reinforcement or compliments from anyone. It was very much as sort of, I just did it. And... I'll just show it to people and yeah, people liked it. So I thought maybe I'll draw more of these things and look at me now. Uh, very many <laughs> things. Comics. <laughs> so do you have any particular tips for getting started with making your first comic? Cause I think it's one of the, also the hard things apart from just the confidence thing. I think another common barrier that people have is just, they literally don't know where to start in terms of the process. With the one that you released last year, what was your process in terms of, did you come up with an idea first? Were you just like doing some sketches and then they sort of developed into an idea? Or, or? So um, before I actually started, I did do a, I did a course on writing comics. So I kind of knew the rudimentary kind of stuff. Yeah. But, um, and, and I wrote scripts before I came to it. But the actual kind of, the thumbnailing I find the most valuable, just like plotting out. Because I think the issue with comics is if you write a script, you're not necessarily visualising what's going on. And I think visualising is like the most important yeah. bit, making sure that the panels and stuff work. And um, I realised that the scripts that I wrote have way too many panels and on a page and they, just, you know, they don't necessarily work sequentially and you know, all these things. Um, and so I think one thing is just doing it and getting it wrong. Just, just, and then showing it to people and finding people that also create comics. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I did a lot of, um, I think just reading comics and breaking them down and thinking, why, why is this comic I like good? <laughs> I think that that's, that's a really good idea. That's something that even whenever I read comics now, then mm. it's, it's, I, I find it so valuable just to look at things and just think about the choices that the artist or the writer made about how they kind of led to that creative decision. I think it's, it's really like invaluable thing. I, I mean, you, you kind of need to be a fan of comics if you want to make comics mm. anyway. But, um, and I assume most people who make comics like comics. It'd be weird yeah, if you wanted to make comics, but you just couldn't stand them as a medium. Mm. Um, One thing I did watch a lot of was um, the Strip Panel Naked YouTube. Uh, yes. Yeah, that, that helped a lot. because always good, yeah. Yeah, it just breaks it down for you into like different little bits. And uh, I they did, a, they did a, the issues as well, but I don't tend to read them as much because there's a lot of words. <laughs> yeah, there's quite a lot of words in them. But yeah, they're, 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 they're really, really good as well. 
panel by panel magazine is absolutely mm. it's, it's really interesting reading i think yeah it's definitely more more word heavy not as many pictures but it's still it's worth about pictures so yeah it's definitely worth worth reading and worth looking into if uh if you want to kind of just get that bit more insight a bit more depth into kind of the decisions people make about making certain comics yeah. yeah i think i think it's a really valuable resource i think there it's definitely quite a few videos or channels on youtube that do kind of break down the process yeah probably, probably as well. yes I, the one i really like is um is it down berry yeah that, one, that one's good make it then tell everyone yeah yes yeah um I that one a lot you can, yeah. probably some, you can probably tell I listen to it a lot when you listen <laughs> back to this podcast. Yeah, um, and I, I find it really interesting hearing everyone's different processes because then you realise, because I think another barrier is people think that their process is wrong or that they, they, they have to do it a certain way, like, you know, creating a comic, you have to have a plan and then you have to do this and you have to do that. And then, you know, you have to pencil and ink and colour. And um, you, you you listen to everyone's processes and you realise, actually, everyone does it different ways and yeah. it's it's got to be your way um, and you just got to figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think you're right. It's, it's very much trying to find your feet in terms of what works for you. Mm. I think I think there's definitely something valuable to to listen to the people talk about their process and maybe trying to emulate a few of them or trying out the way people go about it and just see if that does work yeah. for you. I think what I said earlier about like you have to fail to some degree. Like you have mm. your first comic probably isn't going to be your best comic. Uh, yeah. you, you're gonna gonna improve with every one that you do as you kind of learn your craft a bit better so i think you kind of have to know that that's sometimes going to be the case of it's not going to work out but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't keep trying to yeah rest with it definitely so you've also started a meetup group that's kind of a spin-off from the web stuff in the first place um you want to talk about that a little bit yeah so um creating comics originally started as visual storytelling studies um and it was uh, ran by someone else um unfortunately they couldn't continue to do it um so i i continued doing it um i i offered to run it and it became creating comics because um kind of that title just felt like that's what people wanted to do um and every every time we meet up we kind of look at an aspect of comics creation um so in january we kind of started at the beginning we were starting to look at inspiration new ideas uh, and then kind of building up your ideas how to brainstorm and a lot of it is kind of um, discussions and what people do kind of differently what are their process but also doing kind of creative exercises to help people come up with ideas or look at that aspect and then kind of also looking at what you can kind of what you can do after the the session as well to kind of keep your learning going on and we also uh, had a session with Rachel Ball as a guest online um, it was meant to be in Westminster Library but <laughs> it ended up being online which was great um, it, it, I think it went relatively well um, yeah, great, yeah. Rachel really enjoyed herself and she was able to show her process and um, give some feedback as well um, to some people's comics which was great yeah and um, hopefully she's coming to the next one that'd be nice nice to see her again and get her back yeah um so the the next one's going to be on character design because it's quite a big thing in comics because 
we were meant to be doing a session on characterization and that got cancelled because because covid um so we kind of try and go back to that but i decided to do it on just character design because characterization is so big yeah. and the actual kind of look and the design of a character in a comic can really dictate or kind of present what what that character is going to be so it's quite an important thing anyway so hopefully we're going to do some drawing exercises <laughs> which, which um, is going to be fun to try to do yeah <laughs> I mean it's definitely possible me and me and a few friends have been getting together uh, every once in a while to like do some kind of drawing kind of a group drawing activity just in the evening sometimes just via Zoom basically um, yeah and it sort of works. Sometimes we work where we just hold up the picture to the camera and people can kind of look at that. But <laughs> we, also, we just decided we've got like a, a WhatsApp group as well where you just kind of share things. Uh, okay. So, which is always really fun because then you just get lots of video feeds of people just looking at their phones towards <laughs> the end of it. But it still kind of works. And the, the actual the drawing part of it, I think the important thing is that everyone like takes part in the drawing, whether mm. you can kind of see them at the end or not. Yeah. Um, what particular drawing exercise do you have planned, do you think? Or is it still a bit of a... Um, well, I'm still kind of um, just planning it out. But I think we're going to do, do things to because we're going to go through the different techniques for character design to do with like... So I'll, I'll be using stuff from like Scott McCloud's book and um, the new book... Linda Barry's Making Comics has just come out and I've got that as well. So I'm going to have a look at the exercises in there and kind of come up with something, I think. Hopefully something that's compatible with being online. <laughs> but yeah, I hope, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think if my timings are correct, because we're recording this on a Monday, this episode of this thing will go up a week before. So this will, this will go up on the Friday and the Creating Comics is going to be on the... It's a Saturday the 16th? 16th, yeah. yeah. So people listening to yeah. this can join in. Have a look, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's the 16th. It's, it's the third Saturday of May anyway. And it's at one o'clock instead of 11, because we yeah. usually have it at 11. But I thought, as we're not having to meet in the library, um, everyone can have their mornings. Yes, there are some benefits to this new, yeah. this new lifestyle that we're leading now. Yes. Um, so so everyone can have their line and then, you know, have some fun drawing and um, learning about characters. So it'll be great, yeah. So I've got a question in terms of the, going back to the confidence thing again. Obviously, you've you've now started doing this group, yes. um, which is something that, you know, you kind of need to have quite a lot of confidence in your ability to to lead, I think, in the first place. So what do you think you kind of you found that confidence from what you were saying earlier of like you didn't even have the confidence to to even start making comics in the not too distant past? Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't know where that confidence came from. I, it, I, I guess um, I, I kind of teach in my regular job. So well, my, my kind of, um, my, I'm a librarian, so I'm, I'm used to teaching. So it's kind of that, but added with comics, which I like. So, <laughs> um, But yeah, I, I was kind of surprised that I volunteered to help because I'm, yeah, I, I'm quite a shy person. So it was, it's, it's been an experience and um, it's, it's definitely helped me um, kind of get that confidence and, and talking about comics, but also giving me an opportunity to just learn about comics and then give that knowledge mm. to other people. And that kind of definitely helps 
you get more confidence. <laughs> it's kind of a nice little yeah. circle. I can, yeah. I can relate to that in terms of just the general, just since I've been organizing the, the meetups mm-hmm. myself, then it's definitely that nice, that nice feeling of when you start talking to people, when you're kind of in, I don't want to say a position of authority because I don't feel I have any authority over anyone, but just being that kind of person who's maybe been there for a little bit longer than other people even. Mm. It's nice that sometimes people ask questions and you actually know the answer to them. Uh, when it's someone who's coming maybe for the first time and they don't, they've never made a comic before. And although I don't have a huge amount of experience, I've released a few books. So just being able to answer a few questions, then it, it definitely makes me feel like, oh, wait, I, I do know what I'm talking about. This is quite helpful. So yeah. And yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, um, like, I feel like every time we have another session, it gets a little bit better. And, um, you know, when I first started, I was like, mm, am I doing okay? But, you know, people keep coming back. So yeah, I think you're, you're doing a great job and yeah. no, no one would, no one would dispute that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to more of them, like the online meetup. Yes, and uh, it's it's great seeing people who started coming in kind of January or you know before, and they've been like, oh, I've been a bit scared to do comics, and then they they kind of started to show things, and it's really nice. So, yeah, it's it's a good um, it, it's definitely giving people kind of inspiration to to do stuff, which is great. Excellent. So where do you get the kind of the lessons and stuff from for that? So you, you mentioned a few books. Is yeah. there like, like any other resources that you're using in terms of coming up with the, the sort of the activities that you go through? Um, yeah, so the the main ones are kind of the, the Scott McLeod because I think I find it quite difficult finding comic books about, you know, about drawing and a kind of that, that process and, and um, his is kind of like a standard. And then the the Linda Berry ones are great. Um, I've got a, I've got my my laptop is currently sitting on a load of books. <laughs> um, I've got the Wonder Book um, by Jeff Vandermeer as well, which is more about kind of sci-fi and fantasy, imaginative fiction. Mm. Um, so sometimes I come from get stuff from that because it's it's quite a good one for creative stuff as well. And then I tend to just watch like the the panel. The strip panel naked, the um any podcasts as well. Um the the awesome comics podcast, yeah. Yes, that's it. And the and kind of just use those and so I I just watch and listen and read to everything. <laughs> um yeah, and um yeah, and, and I think it's important as well to not stick to reading stuff just about comics. So I think in in previous stuff um, we've used stuff about screenwriting or um, you know um, when we meet at Westminster we have to use the books that they have supplied there and they're not they're, they've only got like a limited amount of comic books so I kind of um, branch out into like um, you know uh, graphic design or you know expanding your your kind of viewing and watching and not just comics I think is helpful as well yeah, I think I think that's extremely good advice I think that there are so many lessons from other kinds of creative pursuits or vocations but I think yeah there's uh-huh. so many lessons you can learn from those things that you can then apply to comics I think that's yeah, a really good point that it's sometimes like the most interesting comics are the ones that that aren't like other comics that, mm-hmm. are, that are clearly taking lessons from different kinds of media that then in, incorporating them in, a, in a, like an interesting exciting way 
Yeah. So in terms of making comics and going back to you having released your first comic in the not too distant past. Yeah. What particular learnings do you have from like actually releasing it? So not just the making of the comic, but getting it out there to the to the wider to the wider public. Um, I think uh, it's it's scary. <laughs> um, so it's it's one thing making the comic and then having it in your hand. It's another thing actually saying buy it. Mm buy this comic because um, yeah it's it's quite difficult to kind of want to you know show your stuff to other people it's yeah, a bit scary um, but I I found um, again kind of talking to people um, trying to get it onto different platforms as well so um, the uh, I, I managed to get a couple into Gosh I think, which is quite nice. Um, and it's really lovely just to see your comic on a shelf and creating your own, own online store, even if it's just like a, a free kind of limited one. And then also trying to get into some of the festivals uh, when they come back. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, having it on the, I had it on the Broken Frontier table at Catford which is really nice and it's just nice seeing it there and people you can see that people have bought it and you're like oh yeah you people are reading my stuff um and I think Broken Frontier also reviewed it which is really nice um yeah so it's it it can be quite tricky when you first publish a comic especially when it's your first one because you're not necessarily going to sell loads and um you might you know i think you have to be relatively realistic in terms of like it's it's your first comic and there's so many comics out there and um you kind of got to try and sell it and um have the confidence to say yes this is good and please buy my stuff (laughs) excellent yeah, have you, got, have you got any other particular learnings? Because I think one thing when it comes to making comics that I think that you did that was extremely smart was making your first comic like nice and small. Yes. Uh, or like a kind of nice, like a manageable page limit. I've definitely spoken to people before who've never made a comic before and they come in with an idea to make like a 6,000 page epic kind of science fiction fantasy mashup thing. Do you think that that was, do you wish that you made your book slightly longer or? No. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I think the steady approach is usually the best. Again, some people um, have managed to create big graphic novels as their first one. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah. But I think if if it if it's something that you're new to, usually just creating a one page comic and then kind of building it up and and because you're more likely to finish something. And I think the best thing is finishing something and then just having it in your hand and then realizing you can achieve it. And yeah, so I think with the orienteering one, I'm going to try and make it 24 pages. And then I've got other ones that might be like over 30. So it's kind of (laughs) that gradual thing. Um, And then, you know, in the future, maybe something a little bit longer, but um, and I, I think um, you have to be patient, I think, because you want you kind of want it to all be done and to have something really nice and to have this big 200 page volume of something you, you made. But yeah, you have to take it steady. Yeah, it takes me quite a long, long time just to draw a single page of comics. So. Yeah. 200 pages. I don't think that's very realistic for me. <laughs> Maybe never. <laughs> I mean, but, um, eventually. eventually. 
yeah um so yeah i i think it it's um it's it's a great medium to do and it's it's definitely something that um it's a kind of quite a unique medium and um i love the way that uh comics you kind of can do things that you can't do in other other mediums and um, with space and timing and, and all that stuff Absolutely. yeah and the one that you're working on next are you doing that in color pencil as well or you're you're trying to move on from from that as well no um i i bought myself so the because of the, the quarantine and not being able to get out um i i sit i've saved up money and i've got a whack on now but it's not an expensive one it's like the nice cheap back on which is still very fancy so i'm trying to draw stuff more digitally because um the i quite like the appeal of doing all my planning in on paper and in pencil and then doing everything digitally where i can undo if i need to that's why um, I, I work as well i definitely yeah. make, make notes on paper in like a little sketchbook but then when it comes to the actual the making the real thing then it's Mm. I find it much, much faster. It's really, it's, it's managed to cut down the amount of time it takes me to do everything. Just because yeah. also there's no like drawing something, then having to find a scanner, then scanning it in and then tidying up any little errors that you've noticed when you scan it. And just everything's so much more streamlined. Um, I like it. But obviously you do get a very different, I think especially compared to your, your last book, that was like the, the color pencils look fantastic and yeah. you get a very nice a texture to those. So are you finding that that's, that's a bit of a challenge in terms of the, it's just going to feel very, very different? I think, I, I mean, I've been experimenting a lot with the tablet and I'm finding with the tablet, I do like the fact that, because I was worried about it not being tactile enough, mm. um, but actually it feels quite nice because I, you know, I like I, the coloured pencils I love because they just feel really nice in your hand. Yeah, and, and I do really like the texture feeling of work. I mean, the one I've done for the, the failure anthology, which will be coming out in the future, Some point this um, is, is all white paint and like it's actually got this weird 3D effect where it puts so much paint on um, so I kind of do really like looking at textures so it has been a little bit of a challenge but I think I've been using um, Clip Studio and they've got lots and lots of free pens that you can or brushes that you can download that I've been having fun with so um, I'm sure I'll find something at some point <laughs> which I'll like yeah so I think it's just again that just practice and It'll get better. Um, yeah. Excellent. Um, if people wanted to buy your comic that you released last year, where can they do so? And where can they find you on social media and things? Uh, so on Instagram and Twitter, I am the Clownator, which is spelt <laughs> um, the and then C H L O W I N A T O R. Um, yeah, I, I didn't think that through when I chose it. <laughs> uh, it's a good name. Yeah, it was, it was kind of a, a joke. It was a bad joke. Um, and the comic is on, it's a big cartel store and it should just be Chloe Starling bigcartel.com, I think. Excellent. Yeah. Cool. Super. Excellent. Thank you so much for talking to me, Chloe. That's okay. Thank you. <laughs> If 
you'd like to find out more about WIP, then you can check out meetup.com slash whipcomics, which has all the information you need on our upcoming meetups, including the online creating comics session Chloe mentioned in our chat. We are also on Instagram and Twitter at whip underscore comics. And if you have any questions or comments on this podcast, then please do get in touch and send them my way. You can follow me at joe underscore stone on Twitter and just joe stone on Instagram. Thanks for listening. <laughs>